It's, it's obvious, it's, uh, it's elementary that in every mitzvah, in every avoider that we do, it should be done with a hachona. Hachona means there should be some sort of preparation for it. Ideally speaking, ideally speaking, uh, we get up in the morning, assuming that we get up early, we go to the Samaritan and we dive it. Ideally speaking, that's not the way to do it. For example, the Gemara says, Chsidim HaRishoyinim HaYashoyin Sha'achas HaMispaolin Sha'achas After the Tefillah, they were also Sha'yin Sha'achas. Gemara speaks about Chsidim HaRishoyinim that before they davened, they, 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 they tarried, they waited an hour. They prepare themselves for daven. What, what, what does it mean to prepare yourself for daven? What do you mean? You go, you put on your film, you go, you put on your, your, your film or your thousand film, and, uh, and and you daven. Your tarot's not. You, you put on you, you put on your thousand <laughs> film. Your mind could be in distant places. Your heart and your mind could be thousands of miles away. In Europe, they used to say a, a joke when a, when a Jew moves back to three steps after Shemnesra, so they used to go over to him and used to say, Shalom Aleichem. She used to say, what's the Shalom Aleichem? He says, well, you just got back from Europe, you were just now in France, you're still in Shemnesra, he says, they, they were in Russia, he says, but your mind was in France someplace, in England, in America, now you got back sometime, you show him away. Of course, that's a, 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 a facetious remark. But in reality, it's true. There's an expression today that's a, that's, that's a pretty uh, definitive expression, <laughs> put together. What does put together mean? It means that, that the koyach ha-machshove, the koyach thought the intellect, the koyach, and the koyach of hargosha, the emotions, are all working in, in one unison, and they're all there in what you're doing. Ideally speaking, when a person does a mitzvah, that's the way he should do a mitzvah. His machshove and his lev should be together, and should be concentrated on what he's doing. We're coming to Shavuos. It needs a little preparation and understanding. You know, we wait and the pages of the calendar fall off, you know, and before we know it, oh, it's Shavuos. It's Shavuos already. The Shavuos falls upon us and we and we don't, you know, we're not prepared for it. We're not, you know, what is it, Shavuos? What is, what is it all about? We have to sit a while and talk to each other, you know, to prepare ourselves, to put our mind in focus, our heart in focus. But what, what, what is it? I'd like to touch on two points. And two nekudas, and two points in Shuris. See if I can go through the both of them. I mind that Har Sinai in the Chumash, 
there's a most, one of the most mysterious psukim in Chumash. There are a few psukim in Chumash which are, are absolutely baffling. When the Chumash says, Baresh is Akim, that's not a mystery to us. I mean, we accept that. It's beyond our intellect. We can't go into it. And, all right, there was creation. But the rationale, we understand. The Torah tells us, we are Maiminim, B'nai Maiminim. We have faith. The Torah tells us that there was that there was creation. So there was creation. The Torah tells us that Avraham Avinu left his father's house. So he left his father's house. The Torah says, don't eat chaza. So we don't eat chaza. It makes sense. Within the framework of the Torah. The Torah says, don't wear shatna. So we don't wear shatna. The Torah says, eat, eat matzah. So we eat matzah. The Torah says, sit in a sukkah. We sit in a sukkah. It's a code of law. So we listen. But the Rab Sukkim in the Torah, which in their literal sense, for instance, by Matan Torah, it says, V'chol ha'om ha'yuroyim es ha'koylois. It says, and the whole people, they saw the voices. In the text, they saw the voices. What is it? I'll tell you all what the Balakanya says on this on this possible. Rashi immediately Rashi feels the difficulty here in the Pasik. Are you Royanus Rashi brings a chazal that says something which is yet more baffling. Rashi brings a chazal that says, what do you mean you see the voices? You don't see voices, you hear voices. Rashi brings a chazal, the chazal say, The chazal with, with the ruach kotcher, the chazal say you, you know what it says here in this passage? Royan is a That at the event of Maimon Har Sinai, there was the laws of nature for at that moment stopped and there was a there was a peculiar change in nature. What? It says, Hoyoroyan is anishma, they saw that which should be heard. And that, which should be seen, they heard. They saw with their ears and they heard with their eyes. So the Chazal in Poshet Pshat compound the mystery. The Pasek was difficult. The Pasek was difficult <coughs> to understand. The Chazal come and tell us something about the God. The Chazal right away touched what we... What do you mean, Ryan is Sakoilis? It's a baffling Pasek. I mean, the Pasek to time. It's an amazing Pasek. The Chazal come and they compound the difficulty. They compound the difficulty. The Chazal come and they say that this Pasek <coughs> teaches us that at Maimed Har Sinai, the, the Teva stopped and it changed. The Ryan is Anishma, the Shoyman is Ryan, they saw what which been heard, and they heard which should be seen. Mysteries compounded, 
And then there's another question. What was it? A carnival of, 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 of uh, festival of magic? It changed the pepper. What it is? The Gemara says, Shinu uh, Teva is not a, for the Rabbani Shalom an easy thing. It doesn't, it's not done with the lightness. And here we see that, that by Maimon Arsina there was a Shinu Teva. What's the point? There's a Dova Omit here. A person becomes mature when he, when, when, when he begins to understand that there's Amkis in the Bria. The overwhelming majority of people live on the periphery of existence. Mamish on the periphery. There are levels of existence. You live on the periphery of existence. You make a living. <coughs> you have to get that certain type of food, certain type of clothing, certain type of shelter. That's more or less with slight variations. That's, that's what life is all about. If you can step back from life and take a look at people, this one is struggling to keep up his mansion, and the other one is struggling to keep up his apartment, and the third one is struggling to keep up his hovel. But it boils down that the overwhelming, the overwhelming majority of humanity is struggling for food, shelter, and clothing. This one wants bread, and this one wants caviar. This one has to have 65 pair of shoes. I read about a certain actor that has 365 suits. Never wears the same suit every day. And the other one is struggling to have something to cover his nakedness, or to shelter him from the cold. But what is the struggle? The struggle is for food, shelter, and clothing. There's more. There are more aspects in life. There's more to life than food, shelter, and clothing. There's more to life. It's a very interesting thing. The Gemara says in Shabbos. Very interesting. I just bring it as a marshal, as an illustration, that Rabbi Shimon ben Yechoi and his son, Rabbi Loza, when they ran away from the Romans, they hid in a cave for 13 years. So it's said that they used to go into a hole, both of them, there were two holes, and they covered themselves with sand, and their, and their clothing, they folded up someplace, and they had a, a well, I think, a, a boxer tree, a carob tree, and a stream of water. So it's interesting. The Yamara touches on three things. They lived in a cave. They had no clothing. And, they, and their subsistence was on, you know, you know, carob and water. This is what they lived on. They got rid of food, shelter, and clothing, and they penetrated to put together the Zayra Kaddish, the, 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 the esoteric depths of the Torah, you know. It seems to me that the Gemara seems to be saying that they penetrated the, the food, shelter, clothing barrier in order to come to this, to, 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 to understand the depths of the Bria, they lived on a carob. People talked, the price of meat, the price of this. Of course, it's problems, it's very big problems. But they are not their peripheral problems. Because in China, they don't talk about the price of meat because in our lifetime, they probably never see meat. So it's only a situational problem over here. And people speak that the clothing are, are, are expensive. You go into the thrift shop, you see 
the most expensive clothing that are thrown into the thrift shop. They wear them twice. Twice, they bring them clothing. Uh, I read an article, uh, this was years ago, <clears throat> a fellow who earned maybe 15 years ago $200 a week. All he did was he has a truck, and he goes in fancy sections, and the days when they put the garbage out, and he picks up the furniture and the stuff that they throw out, and he was making $200 a week. <laughs> stuff that they throw out. <laughs> That's all he did. No invest. His investment was the car. His investment was the car. You know, if you get beyond, you, and, and you begin to think into the Bria, you begin to, in life, there are deeper things. There are deeper things there are deeper in life. I read an amazing thing in a secular source. I read an amazing thing in a secular source. I don't want to mention his name because it's, it's not, I'm not here to teach you secular knowledge. I'm only here to share with you the little bit that I know. You know that the, the, the scientists of the, of the mind don't believe in such a thing that there's an ashama. You know, they look at man as an animal. Different types of animals, but an animal. At best, different. This fellow writes, he says <coughs> like this. He was the biggest man in America in this group. He writes, he says, we may as well come to the recognition that we'll never get to the bottom of man. That's already beginning to talk, new kind of talk. The mechanistic scientists, you know, that say that man is a mouse, this a mouse goes on, 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 on four feet or two feet, and man stands upright. This already, there are people, that, that, that wall is beginning to crack. They're beginning to see that the, the person is, oh my, oh my, oh my. In order, in, in Yiddishkeit, in order to understand what Yiddishkeit is all about, gentlemen, believe me, believe me, you're in the yeshiva, it's, it makes, not, not that it's important how happy I am that you're sitting and learning. It's not important, but I, what is important, I, that I believe the Rabban Shalom is happy that you're in, you're in the yeshiva. But you don't know what Yiddishkeit is if you don't know that, that, that there, there, are, there are mysteries and depths in life. Besides food shelter, called the very big depths. Not every Chachma was meant for everybody. You'll take, you'll take uh, an Eskimo who never saw civilization today. There, are, I don't believe that there are such Eskimos, but there was a time and you put him on a plane on a jet plane, and you bring him to New York, and you, and you drop him in Manhattan. He won't survive. He won't survive. He'll either become demented, or he'll become physically sick, and he'll, and he'll die. He'll wither like a plant, like you take a banana tree, you put it, uh, you'll cut it out with the roots, like you can transport the tree, and put it on a, and put it on a jet, and bring the banana tree and plant it in your backyard, it'll die, it's not the climate. Why would the Eskimo die? Why would the Eskimo die? Why would the Eskimo die? The culture shock is not his culture. He'll wither like a plant, just like the banana tree will wither in your backyard because it needs a specific climate. So the Eskimo will die because he needs a, because this is not his culture. 
He is a, a special species of person. He's a race of people. He's a type of person. In his interior, in his pnimius, he is an Eskimo. His Zayda was an Eskimo. His Baba was an Eskimo. And his whole... He's an Eskimo. And he can only be happy in, the, in, in those countries. You'll take an Australian Aborigine and bring him to Manhattan. He'll fall apart. Why will he fall apart? He has to eat like we have to. He can't eat your food. Ah, he lives in Australia and there, if you, in, in your spreadly, in, in the back bush, I don't know what you call it, in the, the, the backland in Australia, the, the Aborigines live on, no one I believe in the world lives on less sustenance than they do. There's no food there. It's, 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 it's sand and stones. I mean, they live on such ways that it's amazing how they live. You'll bring him here, you'll take him to the AMP. All donate, we'll buy him, buy him, we'll bring him out, we'll give him a few biscuits of food. He'll have everything. He'll eat the food, he'll get sick, he can't, he can't. And this is not, oh, you'll tell me, well, it's training, it's the shock, it's the sudden change. It's much more than that. The American Indians, with all the obvious, I'm not going now, I'm not, you'll speak to Rafal, will tell you all the uh, problems with the Indians, but the American Indians were a people, were a people with a, with a tradition, with a folklore, with a legendary, with, 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 with abilities of survival, and they were, uh, I'm not talking about their level of the civilization, but uh, they deteriorated. Why? This, this, is not, this is not for them. Let there be for them. The world is full of shvatim and shvatim shoinim. There are, there, are, there are different, there are shvatim, there are different races of people. Different races of people. I'm speaking generally now. Please, I'm not talking about particulars. The Rabbani Shalom came and said to Klal Yisrael, Onoichi Hashem Elikecha. The first word in Yisrael Zadibris is Onoichi. The Gemara says in Shabbos that the word Onoichi, Aleph, Nun, Chof, Yud, means Anoa Nafshik Sovis Yehovis. Ano, I, Nafshi, Manishome, Ksovis, I wrote it down for you, Yehovis, and I gave it to you. There is not a book. The book is just the top of the iceberg. The Satan Torah is just the top of an iceberg. Because there's no other vehicle of communication that should be preserved from generation to generation. It has to be put down on a material form. But what's the essence of Torah? It's a relationship between Klag Yisrael and the Obenshla. You see, Shira Shirim. Shira Shirim, you should excuse me, is a love story. The Kasha is. After is the Kasha with grown people, Shloyman Melech. So if you look in the Chazal, you see that the Shira Shirim, this is between Knesset Yisrael and Kadosh Baruch It's a love story. It's the most classical love story that there is in history without exaggeration in the whole history of literature and all the nations of the world. There is no love story like, like between Christ and Christ. It's only our ignorance and your ignorance. You should excuse me. I don't mean to be abusive. That you don't sit and 
two and a half, three thousand years. Fire, persecution. What? You look. You take a, a look in the in the Middle Ages, the Crusades. One one Holocaust we had. One Holocaust. Uh, at every junction in history, there's a Holocaust. And the love between Klai Yisrael and Hakadosh Baruch doesn't wane. We don't, we don't move. Now the Shaila is, is it a book that he gave us? A book, a Chumash, the five Chumashim, is that what the, the Torah of Iksav, the five Chumashim, is that what the Rav Shalom gave us? He gave us a book. If it was only that he gave us a Sefer Torah, there would be no Jews today, and there would be no relationship. There would be no Jews today. It was a Hammurabi call. Whoever knows History, there was a Hammurabi call. Who, who has a shakas with the Hammurabi code? Who studies the Hammurabi code? The Tarot says the Hammurabi code was a book. So in, 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 in Asia they had one book, and in, and in Europe they had another book, and in England and America they had another book, and the Turks have another book. Books? Books change. The Torah, the Torah was given to the very essence of Klai Yisrael, the very, the very essential of Klai Yisrael, the very, it's a Chochme which, which begins with the very Teva of Klai Yisrael. It's not a Chochme which is superimposed upon a person and you say, learn it. And, absor- and, and abs- absorb it. No. There's a point in the embryology of a human being when there is cellular fission. When the male sperm and the female sperm connect and it becomes a cell, it splits into two, what, what I forgot the exact lotion for the, you know, the four and the eight. There's, there's a point when all the koiches, don't ask me when that point is, I don't believe anybody knows, but there's a point where all the talents in the genetics of a human being, there's a point where hearing and seeing and smelling and tasting and all the senses are one. And then they become differentiated. But it comes from a male cell and a fe- from a male sperm and a female sperm. There's a point where it's all one and then it branches out. Oh, the Chazal told us a very deep thing here. The Chazal told us here about Torah, a phenomenal thing here. This was not a set of laws that was given to our people. A set of laws given to people is something, okay, you have it, you don't have it. It's something which was embedded in the Etzel Mahus, in the Tevet of Nishmus Yisroh. The Cholo On Royen Es HaKoylois. So the Chazal say a phenomenal, a phenomenal. The, the, it's, how do they say today? It's mind-blowing. The words of Chazal that they come along and they want to explain something to us and they say something which compounds the difficulty. They came to explain to us and to enlighten us and to, and, and, and to define to us what's going on here, a difficult part. They said to us, 
that Matan Torah, at that time of Matan Torah, they said at that time of Matan Torah, it wasn't a, a body of Chochmah Dikdusha which was giving to a person and say, here, take, absorb it. No. The experience of Matan Torah was in the genes of Klaviso. In the Neshama genes of Klaviso. It didn't go with seeing and hearing and smelling and tasting and feeling. It didn't go like that. It went on a level where seeing and, and, and hearing and smelling and tasting and feeling are all one. There, there, there's where the nail was banged in. I read in, uh, somebody gave me an article by a professor in Harvard, a Jewish fellow, who wrote that in the year 2001 or 10, he says, by statistics, he's a professor of statistics. He says, he's concerned and alarmed. I might even have, I think I brought out a phrase. He said, there'll be between 100,000, I believe, and a half a million Jews left in the United States at the rate of, of, of assimilation and birth rate. And people were alarmed. There were discussions in the higher echelons of of, 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 of the secular Jewish society, those that are interested, and those that are not even interested. I read the article, look around left. Sure is a problem. The Torah and Klal Yisrael, I don't know how, believe me, I don't know how, I don't know where, and I don't know when. This is, this is, it says Yisrael Vayraisa Chadhu Awan. The Torah is 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 Nishmas Yisrael. Will survive everything. If it was from a secular point of view, oh, there's assimilation. How does assimilation come about? Because you're not, you don't have an identity, and you don't know. If he would know that. The Jews that are, the conscious Jews that are, this is the Torah Yiddishkeit is not, you know, conservative reform, ba 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 that's all hagwash. I'll tell you a little story. It sounds simplistic, but there's something to it. You know, and a few hundred years ago in Europe, the anti-Semitism was, was, uh, was unbelievable. Still is. I mean, don't think that the Germans killed the Jews. The Germans killed the Jews. The Austrians killed the Jews. The Romanians, the Hungarians, the Poles, the Russians, the Ukrainians, all over. They all they all got together. <coughs> so they wanted to fool the Noidib Yehuda. So they took a Gentile boy, a bright little boy, and they taught him a black Gemara about Pet. In those parts of Europe, the Jewish was was almost German. In fact, I think they even spoke the Jewish, the German. They spoke German. And Jewish, Yiddish is a derivation, of, a derivative of German. And they wanted to make the Yehuda into a fool, you know. So they took, they took in Prague, they took a, a boy, a Goyish boy, a Gentile boy, and they taught him a black Gemara, the words with the pronunciation, they worked on it. <laughs> and the Yehuda had his custom that uh, every different period in time he used to give prinas from the schools. And he always says in his drush, he spoke about the uniqueness of the Jewish people, that the, the Jews are unique by themselves, they're unique. 
They want to show them that they're going to fool him. They'll, they'll, they'll put in a, a boy and we'll just say over the Gemara, and he, 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 he wouldn't even know it's a Gentile. They'll fool him. The boy came in, the people were sitting, and the, the, mas- and the masculine, those you know, that planned this whole little thing, the boy came in and said, the Gemara Mamish perfect. Now you really turned around to somebody and said he's not Jewish. Oh, Pumalville, people didn't know it. Rebbe, a kid comes in, a kid says over a black Gemara like a whistle, he's not Jewish. The whole big tumult, they start to investigate, they find out it's not Jewish. They said, Rebbe, I, 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 so now the Buddha says that you'll notice this is all the Jewish kids when they say Gemara, they, they sway to and fro, they shuckle. This kid came and recited like a board, he says, not Jewish. I knew fellows in Yeshiva that I couldn't stand straight what they learned. You know, the situation, the work, that movements, whatever that means, I don't know. But if you spoke to them on a secular topic, they stood straight. I mean, it's an observation, something funny. Learning, learning by Jews are not, it's not something that's, that's, that's peripheral to his existence. It's, it's his, his, his most inner, his most inner forces that, that contact learning. There is no such institution as a yeshiva in the world. There is. They couldn't survive. Harvard, Yale, they couldn't survive. You know, you go on in your life. No report cards, no tests, no, no nothing. And they learned. The Jews learned. Teure Yisrael v'reise chadhu. Yisrael v'reise chadhu. This happened by Maimon Hasila. We weren't given a sefer. The Rebbeinu didn't give us a sefer. Teure didn't give us a book. There was a merchant. This is our chokhmah. You take away from us our chokhmah, you take away from us Torah, we'll wither, we'll disappear. Those that have a shaykhis with that chokhmah, it'll flourish in a miraculous way. Our relationship to Torah is not with a book. I remember once I was in a coil, right at the, uh, I made the coil. So we had a building, I mean, a little, a little home in a very exclusive section, a few streets in Brooklyn, Crown Heights, the block where the box lives. So I came in one morning, very early in the morning, and there was a pach. He wasn't even married yet. Today's in Yerushalayim. He's a big time pach. American boy. I remember when he came to Yeshiva, he looked like, like Tzviki looks. I really mean, an American boy. And he started to learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and learn. I remember I came in very early in the morning, <coughs> sleeping on a bench in the smellish at night. And he didn't even hear that I came in. And I was in the other room, and I watched him, I got up like a racket. Got up in the morning, he ran into the other room. I heard him wash my glass. I heard him say, Birkus, I tell you. He did the brachas in the morning, and he ran over to a stender, to my fire. I tell you, without exaggeration, from the time that he got up till he got back to the Gemara, I don't think three minutes elapsed. He's a very big, I mean, he's an exceptional person, but I say to myself, 
There is no such thing in the world. Let no one come and tell me. Let no one come and tell me that there's any area of knowledge. Yes, there are people that are steeped in math, in physics, in literature, in music, in art. This, this is not from your mind. This comes from a place with deep beyond the mind. He's not the only one that does that. It, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just, I, I saw then, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is romance. Torah and Claudius role is not the relation between, between a, a people and a Seyfet Torah. The Torah is the intrinsic koyach of, of, of seichel and regish that there is in the neshama of a person. This is what a Jew is. Nobody to talk to. You know, I mean, I'll go on the street, I'll talk. If you understand this relationship, you can understand the doylem, the big men and Jews, what they were. Otherwise, you can't understand about people book, bookworms, the Amasmid, what were they, bookworms, they were scholars, they were ivory tower scholars. It was such an outpouring of the essence of their being. This is what we have to do. This is what we have to strive for. We have to come to ourselves. Big Nisyanis, the big tests that face each one differently. They are big tests. Well, I could tell you, a gentleman, you know, it's before Shuas, Achemahuven, Achemahuven. All I could tell you is, all I could tell you, you know, it's hard to sit and learn all day. It's not easy. It's mamish, it's not easy. It pays to go through every sacrifice to be Zoycha to sit and learn. Can't, I don't want to tie you the learning, the learning, the learning, the learning, the learning. Learning the Rashi, the Taisus, the Mishnayas, the Rav, the learning, the learning, the learning. I know how hard it is for you. It's hard for me too. Unfortunately, I'm not as free as you are. Fortunate, on the other hand. I'm glad the Rabbi gave me this job. But you have to make every, every sacrifice in the world to sit and learn. This, this is this, oh, the learning, the learning Torah. Oh, the learning Torah. I remember the first time I came to Bnei Brak in 1952. I met a young man who had a PhD in the University of Pennsylvania in Bnei Brak in 1952. It's a young man, he was married. He wore a suit it was difficult for me to ascertain the original color of the suit. It was so faded. So, patches. There are in Iraq people who have nothing. On his face, there was a peace, there was a serenity, there was a joy that's hot, hot, hot to find it. I spoke to somebody, who is he? Came to Israel, he sat down and he learned, he became a big Tom Tachar. To sit and learn. You have to learn with the seriousness, with with a force, with with a with a love, with you have to put koyach into it. 
the Rabbani Shalom will give all of your koiches, the, the, the sacrifices and the energy that you put in, you will see you, not in Olam Haba, in this world you'll come to see. Everybody is, is you know, this isn't Montgomery, Alabama, you know. You gotta, you gotta be in Far Rockaway, in ugly Far Rockaway. It's a big, it's a big Messiah to leave your home, and leave your this, and leave your family, and leave everything. We are back to Avraham Avinu. The Avraham's first word to Avraham Avinu was Lech Lecha, go! From your father's house, from your birthplace, from your culture, from everything, go! Where? Didn't tell him where. You'll see later. It's not hard to know what to leave over, what we're leaving over. It's hard and it's not hard. We're not leaving over big things. But the tenacity to sit in a gentleman, after a lot of time.